Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back for another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Joe DeLeon joined by Ryan Roberts. And today, we're going to talk the latest buzz for the 2023 NFL Draft. That being a big offensive tackle returning that would have been one of the top players in the class. Uh, We've got invites to react to for the East-West Shrine game and the Senior Bowl and more coming up on today's episode. Before we get to that, though, folks, I just want to tell you about Bet Online. Bowl season's coming up, so we've got the conference championships that are being played out this weekend. Uh, With the bowl games coming up, if you're bored, you want to make a little extra cash, you're going to be sitting around on the couch because you're off work. Make those bowl games more fun. If you're going to be bored watching the Pinstripe Bowl, you might as well put a little money down. And if you're going to do it, go to Bet Online, where you can find all the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ryan, I want to start off mm-hmm. by discussing the news that Olu Fashanu, Penn State offensive tackle, has decided to return to school. Now, I'm sure that there is some NIL motivation here. We, we don't need to go down that rap, rabbit hole. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But a 19-year-old prospect, a very, very young player that we've talked about and we said was a riser at the beginning of this class. Some considered him to maybe even be tackle one or at the very least one of the top tackles drafted in this year's class with a very thin tackle group. So just off the bat, like what were your thoughts about this when you saw that he was returning? I mean, it was interesting because I think there's two layers to this conversation, right? One, I think he would have been the first offensive tackle off the board. I do. Because I think that Paris Johnson Jr. took a nice step forward. He's a really good player, obviously. Peter Skorowski is a really good just overall offensive lineman, but there's going to be some NFL evaluators going to say, you know, he's got 32 inch arms, right? Like, is he a true offensive tackle at the next level? Fashanu from a size length athleticism perspective and a core strength perspective, he has all the tools to be a true blindside protector at the next level. So I do think that he would have been the number one guy off the board. And I know that like, I respect Dane Brugler a ton from the athletic. He's incredibly plugged in. He had him as a top 10 player in the class potentially because of, you know, I mean, obviously his own film evaluation, but also there's intel that comes, right? So it was an interesting thing because I think the initial response is like, why would you go back if you're already a potential top 10 pick, right? Like that's how much higher are you possibly going to raise yourself? But then I think a key thing that you said though, Joe, Olaf Ishan has only started nine football games in his career, right? He's only started nine football games. Although very impressive football games, he's only 19 years old. Will still only be 20 years old at draft day next year, right? Not not for the 2023, but the 2024 class. 
So I think this is wise because I do think that offensive tackle is a position where experience does matter. It truly does. You know, the transition can be a little tough playing, especially the blind side position, left tackle. But having as much experience as possible for a kid that's still pretty raw and pretty new to the position, I think would be incredibly, incredibly important for him early on in his career. So I understand it. I actually think it's a good decision on his part. As long as he doesn't get hurt or nicked up or any of those good things, I think that he is going to be a high pick next year or this year, depending on whatever his decision was. He's still only going to be 20 years old. It's still going to be fine for getting to that second contract. And I think that offensive tackle is a position where experience does matter. So mm. it's going to be a great debate though next year, man. I can't even, I'm already itching for the summer to have the Olu Fashano versus Joe Walt conversation, man, because it's going to be fascinating to kind of see next year. Next year's offensive tackle class looks a lot stronger up top than this year's right now. It's it's really funny that you're already looking ahead to those prospect debates for the next class because I will say we did have a lot of fun doing that during the offseason, but to your point on Fashanu, mm-hmm. um, it is really promising that he's 19 years old. Like This yes. is a really, really young player to move the way that he does, to have the flexibility that he does. Like all of those athletic traits aren't going anywhere. And to your point, like the experience is only going to help him. You could make the argument that if he came out in this class, he might get drafted higher because there's less competition. But the counter to that is it's going to increase his chances of getting drafted even higher if he has a really good year next season. Let, mm-hmm. let, let me ask you this though, then like what's the upside though for Fashanu if he's hypothetically a top 10 pick? Because realistically, if you're the top tackle in a class, and mm-hmm. again, it's it's a thinner class, and teams that need offensive linemen are going to be pushing to make that move to get a guy like Fushanu, he would have gone in the top 10. Right. What's the benefit necessarily for him if he does decide to, you know, decide to declare or decides to stay? Like what he's going to go in the top 10 regardless. Well, I think that it's the early portion of his career that's the plus, right? Like I think that. It's funny because he's actually a kid that is pretty advanced from a pass blocking perspective, which is rare for a player that is still new to the position, right? But I think that for me, the year of development, I think, is going to go a long way to being better early on in his career. You know, keep improving the core strength, keep keep getting better in the run game, keep working on angles in the run game. Because right now, he's a really good pass protector. But the run blocking is is average, right? Like average to below average at points. He's not a great run blocker right now. So continuing to develop physically, okay, again, because he's only 19 years old, right? Like he's going to get stronger inherently just based upon going from 19 to 20 and then to move on from there. So I think the the plus here, Joe, is that I think that as long as assuming health is fine next year, he's going to be a top 10 pick again, right? Like because he has incredible traits. But I think for him beneficially – to be better early on in your career, to be ready to play, I think that this was a very, this was a telling sign of kind of self-evaluation for himself. You know, like I think that Olu Fashano could have literally looked at his game and said, you know what, I can play at the next level. I'm going to be a high draft pick, but I'm not ready yet. And some guys just aren't ready to start right away in the NFL level, but the demand makes it as it as such that he is going to play early. So I think that this is a very understandable move. And I think that there's some self-evaluation to Olu, which again, from everything I've heard about him, because I do know someone that was in the Penn State recruiting department that actually recruited Olu Fashanu. And he talked a lot about, he's a very humble kid. 
He's a very smart kid, very articulate. And I think he just genuinely understands that, hey, I have a lot of promise, but I'm not there yet. I still need to develop, which I think there's there's merit to that. And I'm sure that there's going to be a, a number of other guys that do decide to stay back. And, and we're going to talk about them throughout the cycle before we eventually transition to doing some serious player evaluations. Um, I want to get to Ryan because I think these are going to be a lot more of an open-ended discussion here. Uh, it's invite season as we've already done two reaction shows to guys that have accepted invites to the senior ball. We're getting bigger and bigger names and we know of likely bigger names that are expected to come down the pipeline that we can speculate that are seniors or guys that are graduating early enough to be eligible for the senior ball. But we're also in that that time frame right now is we're getting close to bowl season where we're getting a lot of weird invites, some real questionable ones. And I want to get to some of these first before we talk about the other big names that were invited. The weirdest one and the, the strangest one. And we talked about how Zay Flowers was unexpected. Him yeah. going, uh, the Boston College receiver going to the Shrine game. But this one's even stranger than that. Ricky Stromberg, the Arkansas center, is going to be a, a senior, bo- or sorry, an East-West Shrine game participant. Mm-hmm. The even stranger part about this, to parallel him with somebody who we talked about as the second center in the class behind Stromberg, Jarrett Patterson, the Notre Dame center, is yep. going to be going to the Senior Bowl. So mm-hmm. we've got center one going to the Shrine game, center two going to the Senior Bowl. Yep. It's a little odd. And I, there's speculation of why that's happening. We're not mm-hmm. going to get into that. But uh, your thoughts on the on the Stromberg uh, to the Shrine Bowl decision? I, I think... And I'm going to be like, look, we're in a subjective world, right? So we don't know how Ricky Stromberg is going to be on the next level. I happen to believe that he's the best center in the 2023 NFL drafts. And I've been very upfront about that. And I'm going to continue to be upfront about that because I've seen nothing on film in 2022 that tells me that that isn't a fact, right? But I do think that there are some misevaluations in the draft at times. I've made a ton. I know you've made some. There's Everybody makes the misevaluations, right? I personally think that this is a misevaluation by the senior bowl as of right now. Could they end up giving him an invite, you know, kind of working to more closer to the date? I think it's possible, but right now, I mean, Jim Nagy was very forthcoming that he thinks that the, they, they had the Oregon center whose name's escaping me right now. I can look it up because we up. have, no, I, I have my site. Okay. Shows. Okay. Relax. relax. Right? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so Alex Forsyth is the center from Oregon. Yes who's a senior and Jim Nagy put it on Twitter for everyone to see that they had him rated as their top center in the 2023 NFL draft class, which I don't think anybody else on the media side shares that. But again, Jim's incredibly plugged in, right? So that tells me there's a lot of NFL teams that share that same sentiments, right? So I think it is, I think it's a misevaluation because I think that just straight up Ricky Stromberg is a better football player. But we'll see how everything works out. We'll see how players transition to the next level. We'll see if, you know, maybe Stromberg eventually gets that invite. It's possible. But as of now, I would say that this is the biggest victory so far for Eric Galco and the Shrine game. Because whether it's a misevaluation or a misevaluation on either side or whatever the case might be behind the scenes that led to Stromberg being a Shrine Bowl invite, invite and acceptee, I think that they got the best center in the draft at, in Las Vegas. So hats off to their crew because I think that Stromberg is going to do tremendous out there. I still think he's going to be a tremendous football player on the next level. I 
I think that I I don't know what I'm missing with Ricky Stromberg because I watch him and I'm just like the kid's good, man. Like he's a good, good football player. So we'll, we'll see how it works out, I guess. I don't mean to stir shit in any direction here. I, I don't think that. This sure, is a- you don't. You're clickbait, <laughs> Joe, man. What are you talking Shut about? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that this necessarily was a pure misevaluation, and it was more so. And we've talked about this before. Galco mm-hmm. is trying to compete, and everyone knows this. Galco is trying to compete with the Senior Bowl. He is trying sure. to make the Shrine Game as comparable of a, an All Star Game to the Senior Bowl. And the way that you do that is you get top players at their position. So I'm going to argue mm-hmm. that Zay Flowers was one of the top receivers in this year's class. And we're sitting here telling you that Ricky Stromberg is the number one center in this class. So mm-hmm. I think this kind of full, falls into that. You're talking about this is a huge win. I think that they made a heavy push to get Stromberg um, and that they really, really wanted him. And they knew that this would be a really big win for them, especially yep. because the center class is pretty strong this year. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if Jim was saying that about Forsyth because he wanted to prop up Forsyth and then at the same time not acknowledge the fact that they lost out on Ricky Stromberg. I think that's a possibility. Ah, see, Joe, I, I don't know, man. I Because, look, I know some people are going to find this mean of me to say, right? Oh. But I, I think that the Senior Bowl gets whoever they want, if I'm being honest, right? Like, I think that there are some things that... But they would have gotten Zay Flowers. Like, the, Zay Flowers would have also been one I'm of those not, guys. Joe, I, I think there's a reality where they maybe the They have never misevaluated as, guys this much, though. They, like, two top guys at their position group. This has never happened. I'm just saying, man. Maybe the NFL yeah. doesn't like Zay Flowers as much as you you and I do. It's possible. It's possible, man. It's possible. Yeah. I, I just... Look, I know that there was this... this this struggle that people are painting and I get it because literally Galco has said that he wants to compete with the senior bowl, right? Like it's literally come out of his mouth, Yeah. but I, I still just push back a little bit because I, I just think that the senior bowl gets who they want. I do, man. Like I think at the end of the day, the players know where the talent has been developed. They know the backing that the senior bowl has. So I, I, I think it's more misevaluation than it is a win for Galco. I think Galco's benefiting big time by the misevaluation, but I don't know if this was a Jim versus Eric Galco thing where <laughs> Galco won. I, I just, I, I don't know about that, man. The, I don't. The, this, this podcast eventually will turn into like a reality show, uh <laughs> breakdown show. Where I would the, love the, Galco ver- the Jim versus Eric, uh, uh, a battle that we debate every week. We should get them both on the podcast at the same time and see what just, happens. Just don't tell either of them that we're doing it. And just be like, hey, Jim, we'd love to have you on. I, I feel like start start recording before we let them in, and then yeah. Well, Eric's been great. He joined a um a, a Twitter space that we yeah. did, and he was great. I I just I don't. I mean, I'm going to say this. Jim's not going to listen to this episode. I don't think Jim likes us. I don't think Jim's going to ever come on because you and I both have. Uh, gotten into it with him on Twitter, so I don't think that that's that's very likely that we can get Jim on. I, I think I think Jim secretly loves me. It's just that me and Jim, I think, have similar personalities, which rubs rubs him the wrong way. It's, so it's possible. It's yeah, because I'm a dick, and I'm well, fully aware that I'm a dick. So you, you, you know. and me have similar personalities, and we we get along great. Do we? Yeah, we're both. You I, you, I, you curse at me off air all the time, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, Ryan, speaking of yes. um, some of these guys that the NFL likes that we're maybe not as in tune with. Uh, oh, my God. Clayton Tune, Houston quarterback, received the Senior Bowl invite. And I saw that one, and I texted you, and I'm like, what? This has to be one of the weirdest uh, invites because – 
there's like a really good group of senior quarterbacks. There's a lot of senior quarterbacks con- compared to last year. There's a huge group of them this year. And uh-huh. I, I guess if you if you kind of throw into the possibility that DJ Uyunglele doesn't declare and he enters the transfer portal, which I, I don't have a scoop on this, but I personally believe yeah. there's a really strong possibility of that happening the way that his season has ended, the way that the past couple weeks have gone for him. But regardless, uh, apparently the NFL likes him, and I was pretty stunned by this. This felt like one of the most random invite. The main reason why this feels so random, Brian, any other position group, it's different where you have like enough roster spots where it's like, oh, if this is the last tackle invited, he wasn't somebody I was an ex- I was expecting, but maybe he's somebody that we didn't know that the NFL really likes and we don't know enough about him. Quarterbacks, it's really different. There is a yeah. very limited amount of space for these quarterbacks. So for mm-hmm. Tune to get the invite over some other guys is really interesting. I mean, I guess my main question would be this, Joe. Uh, look, I haven't dug into Clayton Toon's 2020 film, 2022 film much. I watched their offensive tackle, Patrick Paul, who I know is draft eligible a little bit during the season, but like I haven't watched Toon I mean, enough right, to have like a real opinion. There are some people's opinions that I do respect that actually think Clayton Toon is a long-term backup type at the next level, which is valuable, right? Like no one's saying he's a starting quarterback, and – I mean, there's going to be eight quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl, in my opinion, right? And, you know, if there's eight quarterbacks, then how many of them are going to be future starters? You know what I mean? Like, not all eight guys are going to be future starting quarterbacks. I guess my question for you, Joe, would be who would replace him? Because maybe it just gets into that sticking point of, like, who else is going to be in the conference? Because you mentioned like DJ Uyunglele, who actually would be eligible for the game because he's a December grad, right? But I don't don't think he's declaring – Right, exactly. Well, so, like, my point is, though, is that a couple of those guys that could be participants in that game, if they do declare for the draft, may go back to school. Like, what if Michael Penix goes back to school, right? What if DJ Uyangale goes back to school? Like, there's a few guys that I think uh, Phil Dracovic just went back to school, right? Like, all these and guys. I, uh, and Spencer Rattler's probably also going, going back to school as well. Wait, right. I, I just want to really quickly check. Have any other quarterbacks – Accepted invites except for Tune. Is Tune the it's only quarterback? Tyson, yeah, Tyson Badgett has accepted an invite, and so has. Okay. Yes, no, those are the only two that I've accepted officially at this point. So uh, I guess I guess my question that, would be this, Joe, right? Yeah. So Hendon Hooker's hurts. He's right. he's, he's gonna be a senior. He's out of the equation. He's gonna be a senior bowler, but they're gonna have somebody to replace him because he's not gonna be eligible for the game, right? Yes. My next question would be, okay, maybe there's a couple juniors that will have the senior bowl eligibility. We don't know 100% who those guys are Bo, yet. Bo Nix is a lock. Bo, Bo Nix yeah, will yeah. accept at some point as long as he declares. He has another year of eligibility, so we'll see. Right now, the only guy that I know has accepted a, a all-star game invites for sure. I mean, the, there's other guys that have been invited, obviously, but I, the only right. guy, other guy I know is that Aiden O'Connell has invi- accepted a Shrine Bowl invite, right? So... Do you want Aiden O'Connell over Clayton Toon? Uh, I, I mean, I guess Stetson, I don't know Stetson about... Bennett. You want Stetson Bennett over Clayton Toon? Do you want Dorian Thompson okay. Robinson over Clayton Will, Toon? Like, there's... so Will Levis is also somebody who's probably yes, he'll be there. That, that that invite. Um, he'll be there. I mean, O'Connell. I don't. I don't think was 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 that great enough to to really get thrown mm-hmm. in there. 
I know that for a fact we're definitely missing people. Um, well, Jared Jer- Hall is probably going to be at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, Jared right? Hall is Jer- probably going to get the invite. Jared Hall is probably another guy. I mean, I'm just looking through the seniors, man. Like it with so many guys returning back to school. It seems I just think there's some guys that like okay, Talia Tagovailoa. Is he a guy that's going to enter and maybe be a guy? Sam Hartman's a guy that might enter the transfer portal and he might use his six year of eligibility. I just think there's. There's lack of guys because so many guys are going back. How about Max Duggan? Is Max Duggan going to go back to school? I I feel like Duggan probably won't just based on like you kind of have to ride the momentum there. I have two names to throw out there for you. KJ Jefferson, which we don't know for sure what his Isn't he is. a junior? Isn't he a junior? Is he? I think he's a junior. Yeah, he's well, he's a fourth year junior. So if he's graduated, he could potentially. Right. Be I feel like game. he's been there yes. forever. What about Jaden yeah. Daniels? Jaden Daniels might go back to school as well. He's another guy that LSU apparently they might he might be able to go back. And then Spencer Sanders just entered the transfer portal. So, or he's going to enter the transfer portal. So I think we're running out of options. A lot of guys are choosing to go back to school, which makes it tough, you know? Right. It's a it, it's less to do with I don't think he's deserving and more to do with like I had no idea that he was that <laughs> much on the senior bowl's radar. Yeah, it is a little a little funky, man. Because right. I mean, again, like you said, Bo Nix will definitely be at the Senior Bowl as long as he 100 percent comes out because he does have an extra year. After that, man, you're going into like <laughs> some ugly territory of uh, the Spencer Petruses of the world, the oh, Tommy Devitos, Emery Jones. Like, uh, let's yeah. let's not let's not play Braxton Burmeister, Jack Plummer. Not great, yeah. man. There's a lot of eh there, so. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of question marks. Um, yes, we do have confirmation on some offensive linemen that have accepted invites and guys that we evaluated during the offseason in Blake Freeland mm-hmm. and Nick Breaker. I just to wrap up, I want to just talk about those guys who yep. they made a lot of ton of uh, a lot of sense getting these invites. And we talked about how high upside they were this year. Uh, I think that Old Miss and BYU just overall underwhelmed a little bit for those expectations. Just from like your thoughts, do you think Breaker yep. and Freeland took that maybe like a, a, a progressive step forward, or do we still kind of sit on our, our, our same projection as we had? I think that Freeland took a really nice step forward the second half of the year. He, I don't know, Joe, I don't know if you've seen some pictures of him, man, but he filled out this year. He looks and that was nasty. the big concern that I had was his lower yeah. half just being so uh, thin compared to his upper body. You need to look up a picture of him, Joe, because he got substantially bigger. I mean, he was listed before the year at about six foot eight, three hundred and seven pounds with thirty-five inch arms. Oh. I'd be shocked if he's not three twenty plus right now, yeah, man. He good. looks massive. He's got near seven foot wingspan. Everything there is for break, break, Blake Freeland. Excuse me. He's a fourth year senior. So again, draft. He'll be senior bowl eligible, and you know, and I know he's going to the senior bowl now. But the cool thing about him is despite him only being a senior and being at the Senior Bowl, Joe, he's still not even 22 years old. He's only 21 still, which is awesome because he's developing former high school tight end quarterback who was a track athlete, was a really good thrower, uh, you know, javelin discus. So I think he took a step forward. I do. I think his thing, like your point was, was always a good athlete was always super long, was always coordinated, but the power profile needs to keep getting better he needed to keep improving so i think freeland took a great step forward i think he's going to do really well at the senior bowl because he's a pass blocker right now man still developing as a run blocker but pass blocking wise he's going to be a difficult guy to get around so i think those reps at the senior bowl one-on-ones are going to be big time and nick breaker 
he so break breaker was a cool story joe because he was a left tackle at Ole Miss yes. his entire career and then he moved inside the left guard this year and it's way better for him yes i mean physically because i mean uh, let me pull up his numbers real quick but he is a not lengthy guy at all Very so nick breaker individual he's like six yes. four was his was his height but i don't know what his what his arm length was but i do recall that was one yeah. of the things that we talked about is that potential bump inside mm-hmm. was inevitably going to be a lot better for his his future yeah and i was trying to look the verifieds but i know off the top of my head because i don't have it in front of me he was 63 and like 78 so sub 64 32 and sub odd inch arms. So he just has no length, right? So they actually, I think Lane Kiffin and that offense did him a great service because he was a really good left tackle for them. So they could have yeah. just left him out there, been like, you're good, brother. Just stay out there, do what you do. But I think they helped his draft projection a lot by moving him inside, seeing the reps of guard, seeing what it looks like. And I thought he had a good season. You know, were there some inconsistencies for first time playing guard? For sure. But there, that's to be expected. All I know is that Nick Breaker has shown that he can play tackle. Although he's not going to start there in the NFL, he could get you out of a game potentially. And now he has projection to play inside a guard. I actually think he could play center as well on the next level if a team wanted him to do that. So I think he has position flexibility. The versatility, I think, is big time for him. And I think that he's going to be a really solid mid-round pick that is going to make money in the NFL for a long time. Could develop into a starter, but yeah, I like Nick Breaker for what he is, no doubt. Yeah, both really talented linemen. And this actually, I will say, uh, last note, this actually, this senior bowl grouping of offensive linemen, despite the class overall not being great, yeah. they're actually pretty good. I, I think there's some good it guards is. in here. There's some good centers. Uh, it's a very underrated grouping that we have. And I think that like we were not optimistic about the mm-hmm. offensive linemen when we did our, our offseason evaluations. Well, the, the offensive tackle group that I have in front of me that are senior bowl guys for sure – you have Blake Freelands, who I'm a big fan of. I think you liked as well. There was a little inconsistencies for sure. But Jalen Duncan, who we both liked, is is accepted a Senior Bowl invite. Matthew Bergeron has accepted a Senior Bowl invite. Not the big Ryan Hayes guy from Michigan, but Jim went to Michigan, so we should expect that a Michigan guy is going to get thrown a bone there. Wanye Morris is really talented from Oklahoma, although I, I don't know how – you know I don't know what the – Background is going to check in at, but you got him, Braden Daniels at offensive tackles, another kid that's going to the senior bowl from Utah who has a lot of traits to like. So the offensive tackle group's really nice on top of Breaker. Cody Mock is going to the senior bowl, obviously. Nick Saldiaveri from Old Dominion. McClendon Curtis, your boy, is going to the senior bowl as well. So yeah, I agree, Joe. I think yes. that it's, a, it's an interesting offensive line group going to the senior bowl. A lot of, a lot of size, a lot of size. Yeah, a lot to like about this group, and uh, we'll continue to discuss these players as the process goes on. Uh, make sure you're tuned in by hitting that subscribe button on audio or video so you're caught up at Joe Delio and at Rise and Draft. Don't miss out. We will be back with more. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.